1: Here's your conservative, but not bitter host, Todd
0: Hoff. So did you see that President Trump is the most admired man, what is it, in the world? I'm thinking love this stuff. The left cannot contain themselves. He beats Obama in this, uh, what is it, this, I guess, contest or vote. I don't think they list the names. I think what they do is they give you They basically ask you the question if they get you on the phone. Who's the most admired person? Who do you admire most and just let you talk? Trump had 18% 18 of people mention Trump. 15% mention Obama. I think Biden's tucked away in there somewhere at like 6%. So Trump tripled Biden's uh, numbers. For all we know, Dominion got in here and allegedly altered this vote as well. But anyway, folks, it is a pleasure to be here this morning this is our last program of 2020 so it is in fact good to be here thank you for joining us you can email me your thoughts your questions your opinions your feedback even your adoration and praise will be accepted here at the Todd Huff Show that is something I will willingly and gleefully accept from you Todd at ToddHuffShow.com we're on social media, lots of places, and of course, streaming on the website, ToddHuffShow.com as well. You can go there and see that, yes, I do in fact have a face for radio, and let's get right to it this morning. I want to begin, I want to begin by talking about Sydney Powell. Sidney Powell, as you all um, know, Sydney Powell is one of these attorneys who have taken up the president she's not working directly with the president i don't want to go into that whole that whole bit um she was at one point introduced as a member of trump's legal team only then to uh, have it told to us that we that she was not part of the team officially but she was working you know basically in the same general direction for the integrity of the election and truth there's a novel concept in 2020 truth you want to upset somebody on the radical left just use the word truth folks they they reject this notion that truth is even a thing um, or that truth is something that is subjective or as i learned from harvard a harvard research or some tweet was where this was at yesterday but some research some forum or some such thing um apparently we no longer refer to uh, the person who gave you birth as your mother. In fact, Oz, have you heard this as birthing person? So I guess we'll change the name of Mother's Day to birthing person. Happy Birthing Person's Day. Um, of course, leading this charge in the, into the nonsensical here, where I guess um, they want you to believe that. God did not. Well, first of all, this idea of God is silly to them. But that God did not design two complementary sexes and genders. Instead, I guess men can have children now. Trans. I can't even keep track of all the genders that people want there to be listed out there. And these all have symbols. You want to confuse your, yourself? Just just try to look at some of this and and make sense of it. But anyway, anyway, we've got this. This crazy um, it's not just we have an all out war on logic and reason and truth. And so Sidney Powell's out there, one of them, one of these folks who is trying to stand up for truth and reason and logic and sense. She's not officially part of the Trump legal team. Instead, she is well, kind of doing these things on on her own, her and Lynn Wood and others as well that are out there trying to get cases before the U.S. Supreme Court. We have a case, uh, Jenna Ellis, I've got a soundbite regarding a case in Wisconsin again. So there's all sorts of things that are happening out there pertaining to the legal battles and so forth. And we'll get into this a little bit today, time permitting, the the details. But I want to start with Sidney Powell in, in general. And I want to share with you that yesterday she was on... The Rush Limbaugh program. Rush is not in this week. This is traditionally the week that the great Rush Limbaugh takes off, and um, you know it's the holiday week. He shuts down between the week of Christmas and New Year. And of course, this year, uh, Rush is in. Uh, his health is uh, is a serious concern. He has stage four lung cancer. He's terminal not sure how much longer that he can do the program or how much longer he will be with us. By the way, I saw the la- the last day that he was on was the I think a week ago maybe today before Christmas, before Christmas Eve, the day before Christmas Eve. And he was sharing his sentiments as he normally does this time of year with his audience and his gratitude and so forth, which um you know, this time of year this I feel a, a similar way, gratitude for being able to do this, gratitude for you taking the time to tune in to this program every day. It's a great decision that you've made, by the way. But but as I you – know, as you stop and contemplate some of these things, you you, you express your gratitude, your gratitude for, for life, your gratitude for uh, – just being an American, the freedoms we have, the older you get, the more these things even come into focus. And and Rush was doing that. And he, he shared, I don't know, you know, when I'll be able, how much longer I'll be able to do this. I don't know if, if I'll be able to do this sort of thing. And I got to tell you, the the response from people on places like Twitter is reprehensible and evil. These folks are the scourge of the earth. Some of these things that they were saying about about Rush, but anyway, he was doing that uh, last week, and he's got guest hosts this week. And yesterday, the guest host um, is a gentleman by the name of Todd Herman. So he was conducting an interview with Sidney Powell, and I want to play a couple of portions of that interview. But I want you, before we do that, I want you to to just think about this question: How many people? How many people have actually listened to what Sidney Powell has said? How many people have listened and how many people have simply come up with their own opinions about Sidney Powell, her court cases, um, her arguments, the evidence that she has uncovered and has presented uh, publicly? Of course, not really to judges because they haven't looked at that, which, which I'll share that portion of the interview with you here in a moment. But anyway, how many folks really listen to what she's saying? How many folks have a genuine curiosity And a a genuine interest here. How many folks have already decided in their minds that no matter what, no matter what is alleged, no matter what evidence is uncovered, Joe Biden is president? How many people fall into that camp? How many people fall into that camp? And fairly, how many people fall into the camp of no no matter what happens or what is found or not found uh, believe that Trump won? And and there's a lot of reasons for this, but – One of those reasons is that, as I mentioned maybe yesterday or the day before, we have a dishonest – well, we have professional deceivers in the media, and we have professional pretenders in Washington, D.C., folks that pretend to want to solve problems when in reality what they want is your vote. They want to hold the position of prestige and honor, and they want you – Uh, to continue to vote for them. And every two years, depending upon what office they're holding, every couple of years they want to come back to you and ask you for money or for your vote or a combination of those things. They want you to get your friends out to to vote for this individual every couple of years, four years, six years, again, depending upon the office. And then they get to D.C. and do nothing. They do nothing, but they um, a lot of times enrich themselves a lot of times, uh, you know, bring family into the mix and tell us how they're, you know, public servants. This is my, perhaps my favorite. You'll hear me from time to time talk about this, but public servants, these folks, if you go into DC with nothing and you come out a multimillionaire folks, you are not a public servant. I hate to break it to you. People who like to say that in Washington DC, you're not a public servant. You're not a public servant. In fact, if you have to tell us that constantly, incessantly um it's probably because you subconsciously know that the rest of us are on to the little gig at least to some degree or on to the i guess the uh the, the the performance anyway we're on to you we understand what's going on so anyway this is what we're dealing with and this is why i think a lot of folks um have made up their minds even with or without evidence um and, and that's, that's what we're dealing with. But how many folks have listened truly to what Sidney Powell has uncovered? She talks about it. In fact, Todd Herman effectively asks her, if you had 90 seconds and you were in an elevator with five, well, I guess it should be all nine, but you got to take the, the reasonable ones on the Supreme Court, five or six of those justices, a majority of the court, and you said to them, here is the evidence for voter fraud, Go that you know what is that explain what they tell us your your elevator pitch effectively so she does that she does that as well but she begins by talking about the evidence that they have and what courts what judges have done with said evidence you've heard undoubtedly many of your liberal friends if you mention voter fraud if you mention uh, that, that there's significant problems. If you tell someone that this election was stolen or you suspect that it was stolen, you have problems, problems with the things that you've seen and and heard and read, the video evidence, the affidavits, if you say that, undoubtedly one of your friends, one of your colleagues, one of your family members, whoever, they will say something to you like, come on, man, this has been to the judges... 50, whatever the number is, 50 judges, 50 times. um, Of course, they're throwing in all the cases. It's not just the Trump legal team or just Sidney Powell, but they're throwing in all these other cases, and they say, man, all these judges said that this is, there's no evidence, this is fake. The media has told us this. Of course, you chuckle under your breath, and you think the media is nothing more than a bunch of professional deceivers. You you, You conjure up an image of Jim Acosta, Probably wrestling a microphone away from a Washington, DC White House intern and almost losing the battle, by the way. So you conjure up all these images, you you chuckle under your breath, but you realize this individual really believes that this this has been presented in court and that judges have laughed this thing out because it's made up in fantasy. That's what that's what they want you to believe. But is that true? Is that true? So I want to play Sydney Powell, a couple of sound bites from this interview she had yesterday with Todd her- Herman, who was filling in for Rush Limbaugh yesterday. So, that being said, Oz has indicated it is time to take a break. And I'm going to actually obli- uh, oblige you today and take the break relatively close to the scheduled timeout. When we come back, I will share those segments, a couple of segments of the interview with Sydney Powell. And again, just listening to her. Ask yourselves what would people think if they really just listened to what she was saying instead of listening to the media tell us what she was saying or whether they would you know, stop listening to the media tell us what the courts are saying about Sidney Powell's cases or the cases in general that uh, folks have brought – I don't want to say on behalf of, but uh, either on behalf of Trump or of the, of the American people – as it pertains to election integrity, election security, and truth. If folks would listen to what she says, I just happen to find myself wondering what would they really think about the evidence instead of what they were told to believe about said evidence. So quick timeout is in order. We'll do that when we get back. Sit tight. Be back here in. Make sure I get my here we go here in just a minute. And by the way, Happy New Year to those of you listening today. Again, a good way to start your day off or whenever you're listening. By the way, you can listen to this program live on Freedom 95, 95.9 FM, 950 AM Indianapolis. Of course, you can stream it on social media, Facebook, Twitter, uh, Periscope. That's being shut down here in the next 90 days or so. Where else? Um, Different places. I'd, and then, of course, the website, That's uh, You can stream the program live there as well. But you can also download the podcast. And podcasts are good. And I know some of you may not have downloaded a podcast in the past, and it may sound a little bit intimidating or whatever, but it really isn't. In fact, if you have an iPhone, you just go to the Apple Podcast icon. You search the Todd Huff Show, and you subscribe. It's free. It pops up on your phone. And you can listen to that bad boy whenever you're, whatever, driving to work, hands-free, of course, but be advised, listening can, in fact, cause you to lean to the right. You can listen while you, uh, you know, work, do housework or work out or go for a walk or what have you. Todd have Show, you can get that on not just Apple Podcasts, you can get it on virtually uh, any podcast outlet available. So, that's a good way to catch up over the holidays again, because this is the last, the last day of uh, of the year for us. No new programs until next week. So, that being said, I want to get back to what we were talking about. Sydney Powell, guest on the Rush Limbaugh show yesterday, visiting with guest uh, fill-in host Todd Herman. Mister Herman asks. Sydney Powell, has a judge anywhere actually looked at the evidence that you have, or have they just read your brief? Has any judge in any of, the case, any of these cases said, I want to see all the evidence, and this is what Sidney Powell had to say to that?
1: No, no judge has heard the evidence. No judge has truly even looked at the affidavits that have been attached. They have dismissed the cases out of hand on uh, uh, issues like standing or uh, the abstention doctrine, actually this ridiculous litany of excuses to reject our cases in particular, because we represent electors who have standing under the Constitution in all of these states. So for them to dismiss our cases on any basis is absolutely ridiculous. We have just an extraordinary volume of evidence that you wouldn't even put in the complaint stage of a normal case. But knowing the scrutiny this was going to receive, we've documented it extremely well, as best as could be possibly done in the length of time allowed under the whole election setup. I mean, this was a masterful Machiavellian scheme by all the people that pulled it off. And they, COVID was a cover for the fake ballots. There are hundreds of thousands of fake ballots that were generated. let talk then about fed that. The L- let me yeah, talk we're about getting that. we even but... more evidence on that every day. Okay.
0: That's, that's new information to me. And I want to hear. Okay. There we go. Device was not responding to me telling it to stop. So Sidney Powell says no. No, they're not listening to the evidence in many cases they're not even looking at the affidavits in fact one could be left with the impression that a lot of these courts are hearing here's a case about the election and they think oh my goodness get it out of here get that thing out of here today right now i don't want to see it is there anything we can do on a technicality to get that thing thrown out of here so i don't have to waste one second um, of my time pretending to entertain this crazy notion that there was interference or fraud or corruption in this election. That's the impression that we're left with. But again, your your radical leftist friends will tell you that judges have heard this multiple times and every one of them said, come on, Sidney, come on, Linwood, come on, Jenna Ellis, come on, Rudy Giuliani. The cases that you're bringing before these courts do not even justify one second of our time. That's what they want you uh, to believe. But that's not what's happening. That's not what's happening. Occasionally, some of these judges will reference this, Uh, will reference some of the evidence and say that it's lacking. But it's never been presented because it's never actually been, uh, you know, heard by the court thrown out on some sort of a technicality and of course we have the rumors that Justice Roberts, Chief Justice of the Supreme Court was heard yelling, screaming at the other justices, don't reference Gore uh, Bush v. Gore back from 2000 don't you dare bring that up because 2000, 2000 was a different time, you see we didn't have people prepared to riot and burn down cities I don't want that happening on my watch on the Supreme Court, how dare you bring that up Which, of course, begs the question, what on earth are our justices doing? If this is true, what are they – why does that have any bearing on anything? That's actually a terrifying proposition, right? In fact, you've seen uh, Lady Liberty. She's holding the scales of justice, and she's blindfolded. Basically, she's she's listening to the arguments, the legalities of the case at hand – and she's trying to determine what is just, what is in accordance with the law, no matter what the, uh, the individuals bringing the case, the plaintiffs, the defendants, what they look like, no matter, no matter what any of the other circumstances are, no matter if the people on one side are going to get really mad about it. And maybe do other things. It's it's just preposterous. Which of course it begs the whole question: Why do we have cities that are burning or have been burned, metaphorically and sometimes quite literally, to the ground in certain places? Why do we have that? Well, we had that in part because we we had well we had two components. We had a bunch of people who have been uh, had their rage f- uh, fueled. By the media, by the deceivers in the media, by the pretenders in politics. They've fed this group a bunch of things uh, to, to fuel their, their anger, their hatred, and their rage. If some people, this is again, there's, there's a wide spectrum of people that fall into this group. Some people believe that, that they are um, victims of uh, capitalism. That the reason that they are not ultra-wealthy is because some wealthy person has taken their money from them, stolen it, and that they, they are very upset about this. They want it back, and they think they're justified in taking over cities. They think they're justified in setting things on fire. They think they're justified in breaking into businesses and taking things that do not belong to them, breaking things, setting things on fire. You know the routine. So there's the group that their their rage is fueled and it's been fueled for some time by these leftist arguments, these distortions of reality, these lies and falsehoods, maybe some half-truths thrown in there as well. And then you have you have the folks that allow it to take place. You have these mayors or governors who allow the cities to basically be taken over in the case of Seattle, you actually had a its own nation. What was the, uh am drawing a blank. Chow, yes. Thank you, Oz. Chaz, the great nation of Chaz, the empire of Chaz, lasting a whole 300 hours or some such thing, a couple of weeks until these folks needed to go home and have their mommy wash their underwear. Until they had to go home, they ran out of food, had to go home and have mommy make them a bologna sandwich. That's what happened in the great empire Ch- Chaz, it collapsed under its own weight after about 300 hours of these folks realizing, man, it's, it's a lot harder to, to run a civilization than we thought. You can't just air grievances and you actually have to do something productive. I just want to go back home to the basement. There's a Get my PS5, play Call of Duty or whatever else they play. Get back in mom, mom and dad's basement. This is, this is a lot harder than I thought it was going to be. And so you have those two components, the folks who feel entitled, who have been told that they're entitled, who have been lied to about what this country is, who have been lied to and deceived about free markets and capitalism, who have been told about the utopian world that could be created if we only embraced socialistic or dare I even say in some instances communistic beliefs the world would be a better place their quality of life would be great everyone would be holding hands singing kumbaya and all of that plus that combined with the folks that allow it to happen the folks that have the authority the power to go in and stop these folks arrest these folks protect property they sit there they instruct their law enforcement officers to do nothing, even as people in some instances are getting the literal daylights beaten out of them on the streets. Officers have been instructed to stay out of that. In fact, in the case of Chaz, Chaz ran it. That was Chaz. Chaz was in control. In fact, one of the travel sites, Expedia or somewhere, I can't remember which one it was, Travelocity, one of these, one of these places you could actually search could search for chat, you know, vacation destination Chaz. <laughs> who who would have wanted to go to that hellhole? Forgive me, but who would have wanted to go to that place? As it's being, people being, uh, you know, businesses being overrun, the whole city, uh, people going to the restroom on the streets, whatever else was going on in these places. So those two components uh, have, have, have led you got the folks who feel entitled, and you have the folks that do nothing about it. But as it pertains to the Supreme Court and the interpretation of law, whether it's that or riots or whatever that follow, what that that's not the concern of the court. The court's job is to interpret and to apply the law. Other folks are responsible for maintaining peace and order in the streets. We don't need Chief Justice John Roberts personally making sure that there's not a riot in some American city. That's not how this works, but yet according to reports – that's something that factored into his, to his decision as to whether or not the Texas case should have been heard. So anyway, I got more on this uh, from Sidney Powell, her interview with Todd Herman, filling in for Rush Limbaugh yesterday. In fact, after the break, I'll play his, uh, her response to his question about, you have 90 seconds, <clears throat> 90 seconds to give your elevator speech to those in, on the Supreme Court. Who don't think that there's voter fraud or who haven't heard the the evidence specifically, what do you say to them? So we'll share that segment of her interview after the break. Sit tight. You're listening to conservative, not bitter talk. I am your host, Todd Huff, back here in just a minute. Broadcasting live to you from the office of the potential future president elect. Since we're making up offices and things, by the way, the walls in this office worked again last night. A remarkable thing. Remarkable thing. I, I am amazed every time I come down here. The things that are supposed to be in here stayed in, the things that were supposed to be out stayed out. No one walked through the wall. In fact, if anyone comes into the home studio, they use the door. Shockingly, they use the door, like George Costanza in a Seinfeld episode. Actually, he used the window. There's no, uh, well, there's no window. Well, there's windows in the doors. Anyway, so let's get to the second part of this soundbite I wanted to share with you regarding uh, Sidney Powell's answers how she would basically make the case that there was election fraud. So Todd Herman, again, filling in for Rush Limbaugh yesterday, asks Sidney Powell, you have 90 seconds with the justices. How does Sidney Powell proceed? And this is her response.
1: Well, the very night of the election, many people saw something they have never seen before in the history of our elections. They saw votes being changed on the screen in front of them, going from President Trump to Mr. Biden. On top of that, the morning after the election, well, even that night, the voting stopped. They stopped counting in multiple districts at the same time before the vote got to 270 electors for President Trump. That's never happened before. The only time votes have ever been stopped being counted in this country on election night was when the Broward County problem developed over the Hanging Chads in one county in Florida. So for five states to stop counting on election night is absolutely unprecedented, and they did it because The vote count for the Electoral College was about to hit and go over 270 for President Trump because of the massive outpouring of votes for him that night. By the next morning, multiple mathematicians had contacted me and told me they knew the algorithm that had been run to change the votes. It was that obvious to people with mathematical expertise. It is a mathematical impossibility for hundreds of thousands of votes to have shown up in the middle of the night for President Biden alone, I mean for Vice President Biden alone, and to have been injected into the system the way that they were. We have eyewitness testimony of countless people who saw votes coming in in unsecured containers and improper means and looking different the night of the election, these people have come forward at great personal risk to themselves and their families to provide thousands of affidavits of voting abnormalities and, and actual crimes that they witnessed happen on election night. The very fact that the other side is working so hard to hide all this, federal law requires transparency in our electoral process and our elections. There's a federal statute that requires all the documents pertaining to elections to be maintained for 22 months following an election for the very reason that it has to be completely auditable. A federal judge in October in Atlanta. Found all kinds of problems with the Dominion system that, it, that Georgia bought and crammed down for everybody across the state to use. That's where the most problems have been, is in Georgia. Witnesses have come forward. There was supposedly a water leak that they uh, shut down voting for. That was an abject lie. We have video of witnesses pulling sus- suspect ballots out from under a table after they ran off all the observers. Somebody told me that one of the people that did that has told government officials how it happened and and what happened, but has that information been provided to the public? No. There is rampant voter fraud of all kinds, federal violations of five years and more across the country by virtue of all the misconduct on election night. The flipping of votes by Dominion is even advertised in their, their ability to do that, to run a fraction to make a Biden vote count 1.26% and a Trump vote to only count 0.74. They've done it before. They've done it in Venezuela. They've done it in other foreign countries. They've done it in this country. We have evidence even that it was done in 2016 in California to benefit Hillary over Bernie. And it's, it's been done in other local elections and smaller elections, different places. This is the only time it's been this widespread. And the reason it didn't work this time, they've been able to shave these votes for a long time, but the reason it didn't work completely this time and they had to shut down in so many places was because so many Trump supporters poured out on the day of the election to vote for President Trump in a, what was a landslide victory, an historic victory, is because it broke the algorithm. That's why they had to stop counting that night. That's why they had to bring in ballots and try to backfill And it still doesn't work because there's still hundreds of thousands more votes than there were actual voters to vote them. The math simply doesn't add up. And if they had nothing to hide, why aren't they providing transparency into the voting system of the United States of America, the country that is founded on the rule of law and is supposed to be above all of this? It's absolutely the most appalling criminal Operation in the history of our country. Well, I think we-
0: yikes! Right? I mean, and, and you're and the people that you uh, will encounter today, the people you'll encounter over the weekend, over the holiday, what have you, will tell you there's no evidence. I mean, impressive, right? That's that's just off the cuff. I don't know how long she went there—several minutes—but I wanted to play that in its in its entirety because the refrain that we hear from the media from those professional deceivers is no evidence made up fantasy dreaming that sort of thing but remarkable to hear this um it's almost too much to to comprehend at some point what has has been alleged to have happened and what many many people believe did happen on election night and in the days following the election as they as they scurried to find out ways to uh flip the election they keep saying that trump and his legal team want to change the outcome of the election folks the evidence suggests the evidence suggests that the only attempt to flip the election has already happened the effort to flip the election happened when they stopped they stopped counting never happened before five states simultaneously stopped counting and they're all states that ended up going for biden that were uh what contested states or um swing states as they say anyway i don't take a break talk about this a little bit more when i get back sit tight you're listening to conservative not better talk i'm your host todd huff back in back in just a minute Welcome back. So, 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 I want to, I guess, shift gears in the in the waning moments of, of the program. Here, we just heard from Sydney Powell, um, and and she talked about the evidence, the evidence for voter fraud, corruption in the twenty twenty election. Again, if you missed that, you can go back to our website. Uh, you can download the podcast. Of the Todd Huff show, and you can you know, go back to the last segment and listen to it. Listen to what she says. It's a compelling case, and again, it's just from the hip. There's so much more. It's it's just merely scratching the surface. So the question is, what happens? What's going to happen now? What is going to happen now? We've got state legislatures who you know may take some action i don't know you just look around you see the courts don't want anything excuse me to do with this you have the the state legislatures that really haven't wanted anything to do with this everybody's playing a game of political hot potato pass it on to someone we don't want anything to do with this right it makes you wonder how many of these folks um, are content with this with this outcome with where we are which currently has biden as our as our president now you've got all eyes that are basically funneling down to these last two uh, groups of people Uh, you've got the vice president who may have some authority there's questions on that some people say absolutely not others say this is he absolutely can decide which electors to count whether or not he, you know, he he doesn't count some, so some people, you know, there's some indications there that I don't know well, what's, uh, I don't know what's going to happen there. You've got people that are going to challenge <clears throat> this election in Congress, hopefully in the Senate as well, to try to say that what we've been given are um, electors that shouldn't be there, or that at least we have serious concerns about why they were sent to Washington D.C. to cast ballots. Uh, given the fraud and abuse and corruption we saw so this stuff still has to play out a little bit but nobody wants to handle this nobody wants anything to do with this and um you know what are you what are we what are the american people going to do about this because if they take away the election which is our ability to have our voices heard what else what else do we have what else do we have i don't i mean i don't know this is—I uh, know a lot of folks are nowhere near accepting this. Some folks have have given up. There's people all in between that, but um, we should never give up on this country. It's—it's it's all. There's. It's always worth fighting for. And I gotta take a break. Oz is right. Timeout is needed. Sit tight. Be back here to wrap up in just a minute. All right, folks, well, we are at the end of the year. This is, I mentioned off the top and maybe another time or two during the program. This is the last program of the year, the last program of the year. So we'll be coming back on Monday, January, the whatever that is, third or fourth, I guess. But I just want to take a moment. You know, this is, um, I, I, I listened to Rush the other day, and I have I have much the same sentiments for you as he does for his, his massive audience. I I just, I'm, I'm grateful. I thank you for the opportunity to be able to do this. I thank you for joining us each and each and every day or whenever it is that you join us. It should be each and every day, by the way, but I'm, I'm just, uh, I'm, I'm so humbled and, and it's, it's, it's been an exciting journey. And you know what? I, there's some stories that I want to tell you at some point with just, uh, (laughs) just this experience, but It's all made possible because of you, the listener, our advertisers, Freedom95, and I'm just very grateful. So from the bottom of my heart, thank you. It's been a crazy year, but a great year, 2020, um, in, in ways that I can never express because of you. God bless. Happy New Year. SDG. See you next year.